As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
This is Race Hobbs, head of programming over at the Unex Network, and I want to thank you for listening to my good friend, Jeff Kingsbury, on Strange Recon, right here on the X. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Oh, f- I can't believe you've done this. Get ready for a surprise! Good morning, Recon! I hope you are well. Oh, what's going on, Recon? Welcome to another episode of Strange Recon Radio. And if you're watching over here on the YouTube side, thank you so much. Everyone on the audio side, I appreciate it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bobby Broadway, Chris Mo, Urban Way, we're on a farm, Dope Nose, West Sage, Gustav Van Buren, Goose. Dorothy Hawkins, thank you so much for being here. Dorothy, thank you for always sharing the show and being part of the team here. I really appreciate it. Everyone else, thank you so much. Do me a massive favor, Recon. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, blah, 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 blah. Enema, colonoscopy. I don't know what. All right, Recon, let's get the show going. On today's episode, as I said in the chat there, we're going to have a little discussion about Jim Semivan. Not too deep. I mean, of course. I mean, what the hell can we possibly say? An abduction of a police officer. Maybe some of you already know this case. And um, uh, a modern day UFO crash that, of course, us as mature researchers would never see it in the same way, say, someone in the 1950s or or 1750s would see it. But we're going to talk about that and more coming up right after this when we get back. Uh, Recon, I hope you are well. Stick around. Welcome, Strange Recon. I'm here to discuss the so-called flying saucers. It is nothing more than a weather observation balloon. Of course, which we, we both knew differently. Now, I saw that. I don't give a goddamn what anybody else says about it. I saw that on film. Phil Clasp and kissed my ass. He wasn't there. I was. When you know all the names in every language of that bird, you know nothing, but absolutely nothing about the bird. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. We are back, Recon. It is yours truly, Jeff White Bear Kingsbury. Welcome to another episode. Thank you, uh, Jason Williams, Urban Way. I don't know if I does four. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I'm honored to have your presence here. Okay, listen up, folks. As I said, we're going to talk a little Jim Simeon first, and we'll get into a abduction case, allegedly. We're going to play the video of the guy's actual words. But uh, let me just bring up a picture here. Sorry for everyone on the audio side who can't see what about this, but I'm going to bring up a picture uh, from Jim. <laughs> no, first, uh, this is a. I love this guy on Twitter making these memes. This is great. Ready? <clears throat> 
uh, let's just let's read something from Ross Coltart here. Some quotes from him that are that are uh, that are in the field. Uh, it, it, let's just see what he says here. Mama said, "Mama, mama, mama said, mama said, mama, mama said, mama, mama." All right, that's enough from uh, Ross Coltart. I appreciate it, Ross Coltart. Thank you for your massive input and contributions to the field. You're really changing things here for everyone. I really appreciate it. Can you please go back to that hole in the ground eating the carrot that you uh, you spend most of your time? All right, anyways. Um, what's going on, Diggs? But BTW, by the way, seven, hey, another another Twitch user. Are we gaining a following on Twitch? No way. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. I don't have large fake breasts. I have large real breasts. They're called COVID breasts. I take care of them like they're children. Oh, never mind. All right, I'll stop. Uh, let's bring up the... Uh, Let's bring up uh, the next one here. This is Jim Semivan. This is a quote from Jim Semivan. There is an entity out there. There's some kind of non-human intelligence that's living with us on this fucking planet, quote unquote. Now, this really got people going. They they love this one. I put it on Twitter just to see what how people would react. Because, you know, if you don't say how you feel about something when you make a post, you know, people just, if they don't know you, they'll just interpret it however. And, of course, they... Um, they uh many people came forth being like i knew strange recon would come around and finally join the team i knew he'd finally get on the team with us because this is in fact a c i a agent oh well it says here former u.s intelligence officer now that's different i don't know i'm confused now because you know we've heard for years he was a cia agent anyways um jim semivan uh, one of the first times I heard a story about Jim Semivan was the don't mess with the money story. I had, oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. I, I was aware of Jim Semivan for a long time, but I, but uh, for a while at least, but I hadn't, I hadn't actually heard any direct quotes from people that spoke to him directly. Uh, <laughs> direct quotes that people spoke to him directly. Anyways, back on this episode of Mr. Doctor, <laughs> uh, Jim Semivan uh, is quoted as saying to a person, Grant Cameron, uh, a you. Well, I'm not sure if you'd call him ufologist, but it, uh, Grant Cameron, author, researcher, lecturer, you know, Grant Cameron. Um, but uh, he uh, he he's quoted as saying, don't mess with the money. Don't mess with the money. If you could give one piece of advice to Grant and others, it's don't mess with the money. Because they're finally going to get allocated money for this topic, you know, so don't mess with it. Another person putting out ambiguous, scary things that will lead to the demand of money. <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. I'm not gonna. No, but uh, Jim Semivan. I just want to do this real quick. Uh, Jim Semivan. Uh, obviously, if you're aware, I know many people have passed around information on this before in the past. But Jim Semivan seems to be more of uh, what appears to be, at least at one point in his career, a GAO accountant, um. Or a gov or a congressional watchdog accountant, if you will, and uh, but it doesn't matter anyways because he has multiple podcast appearances. He's in multiple books, lectures. Uh, he's he's constantly quoted as if if he visits the Bledsoe, someone will say the CIA, or I say someone. I'm specifically referring to Ryan. Um, Ryan will say the CIA and my dad meet all the time. See how I did that there? The CIA and my dad meet all the time. 
Um, and when, uh, you know, we think of the CIA and my dad meet all the time, you might put something in your head, like the idea that something that's going on at the Bletsos is so valuable. Now, I hate to pe if people like, dude, can you please not go after people? Uh, you know, everyone's going after the Bledsoe's. Please rely. I'm not going after Bledsoe. I'm going to talk about Jim Semivan. But the CIA, I'd like to bring up this next picture here, of course, because you all know the picture I'm probably going to bring up. But the CIA is at my house with my dad. The CIA is at my house with my dad. Um, let me just find it first. I just had it and I closed it. Now, I do this all the time because I suck. Okay, found it. <laughs> there we go. The CIA is at my house with my dad. And they're discussing paranormal things. Probably about the lady in white and things like that. And these light beings. But the CIA is at my house and talking to my dad. I want to bring this up first. Oh, uh, no, shit. Wrong one. Wrong one. My bad. My bad. Oh, <laughs> wrong one. But the CIA is at my house hanging out with my dad. You're thinking shadowy conspiracy things out of Langley. But the CIA hanging out with my dad is really this. There are fucking invisible aliens. Fucking phenomenon. Fucking they're on the planet. Yeah. For all people on the audio side who don't understand that sudden Muppet-like impression I just did, I was doing Jim Semivan. I think that's a pretty spot-on impression. But there's a picture of him, of course, on the floor with a blanket on him. Well, he's making contact. This is the CIA hanging out with the Bletzos. Ah, yes. Operation Take a Nap. I want you to take this down. Every day, at precisely 12 p.m., I will be leaving the building and driving to my friend Chris's house and taking a nap. It's for research purposes. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Jim Semivan, though, uh, as a GAO person, is constantly... Uh, that's a void, and no one ever talks about that. They talk about the CIA part of it. The, you know, Ryan loves to say the CIA, the CIA, the CIA. Um, I'm, I'm happy to watch for the Pope, and my dad is saying go with its GA, geriatric friend. Oh man! Um, but the, if you if you look hard enough uh, out there. And basically, an uncountable number of references and books and things like that and lectures and, and other things and references. Jim Semivan is a CIA officer or an intelligence officer or whatever it is. But otherwise, if you break it down with someone and even they say, even if he was just a, a congressional liaison watchdog between Congress and the CIA as an accountant or something, an intelligence account accountant, um, he still would know stuff. I put it to you that it's a well-known fact within Congress that the CIA doesn't give a flying fuck what the GAO has to say about any of their operations and present, you know, the classic case of two book operations. One book, what they really do, and one book, what they tell Congress, a bunch of dumb, you know, like, idiots in fucking, I'm not an old, okay, hold on, I shouldn't say that. We're almost near disclosure. I don't want to insult anyone and stop disclosure. But um, the idiots of Congress, let's say that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so the GAO has this responsibility as some sort of, as thought of as some sort of congressional watchdog for the CIA uh, over the CIA, because 
I'm not sure if you're aware, but for basically ever, there's been this thing like, hey, what are you doing? And the CI says, this is what we're doing. And then Congress says, hey, wait a second. I think you're lying to us. There's billions of dollars missing. <laughs> I don't know, over and over and over again. Anyways, and uh, that's the case is that, or the idea is that, that, that these people have some sort of supreme authority and access to all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, intelligence uh, departments and things like that. I mean, literally, you hear people talking about it, saying like, well, GIA, a GAO officer or intelligence officer even if he was an accountant, would have literally access everywhere. And that's why people like him and Mellon would get along and others would get along because they know they can't oversight over all this stuff. No. Let me read you something directly from the GAO uh, website, gao.gov, as a product of GAO, uh, one of the products they offer. Oversight of the central, this is just from a, a part of it. Oversight of the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, generally comes from two select committees of Congress and the CIA's Inspector General. The GAO has broad authority to evaluate CIA programs. In reality, however, GAO faces both legal and practical limitations on its ability to review these programs. For example, <clears throat> it has <clears throat> excuse me, no access to some CIA unvouchered accounts and cannot compel oh cannot and cannot access foreign intelligence and counterintelligence information at all in addition as a practical matter gao is limited by the cia's level of cooperation which has varied through the years gao has not actively audited the cia since the early 1960s when it discontinued such work because cia was not providing it with enough access to inf uh, uh to information to allow the gao to do its job i should just stop read you know i will just it, it goes on to keep pushing that same idea and now that they, they they they're trying to find other ways but uh this 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 rush to make someone some sort of hero because they're also interested in the topic whilst using their credentials way before they say what they're going to say. So by the time you get there, by the time you get to the freaking point, Jerry, I have a point, Jerry, um, you uh, you are freaking lost in the the proximity of high credentials um you know uh legitimacy by proximity uh, by uh, by proximity this guy doesn't the, even on their own website they admit they have no access to many of these programs as you know watching strange recon or if you do your reading the cia has the greatest military in the world even if it's the clunky first version of it 
They have the laser that blows the Bolivian drug lord's head off. But they have the best technology, the best military. They have essentially no oversight to some degree. I've literally heard senators and congresspeople say things like, what are we supposed to do about this? And they say, well, we could we could have some people to oversee operations. And they say, we already have oversight. And they said, no, oversight for the oversight. And then the guy goes, what do you want us to keep? At what point do you think this, the oversight's not working when you have to keep putting new levels of oversight? No, no, no. The people that are seeing overseeing operations, we're going to have overlords over them. And then they're going to have a watchdog team over them. And they're going to, it just doesn't work. Skunk work style approaches to solving problems works far better than a committee of jackasses that is like, I've been elected to reform education. And now for some reason, I'm on a committee <laughs> from the military. I, you know, whatever. Steve Long. It doesn't matter if he's lying. He still might know some stuff. Yes. Ah, yes. Not Steve's not actually saying that. That's in quotes. Sorry for everyone on the audio side who doesn't see that. Um, but <clears throat> it's it's not to say that that his opinion isn't valuable or shouldn't be heard. And maybe at this point we should say maybe it's not so valuable now that we've heard his opinion. But just re just remember, and I'm gonna put this up. If you look behind Jim Semivan when he does interviews from his house, he gives away where he's getting his answers from, and they're not some from long labyrinth-like corridors from inside Langley. Okay, they're not in a, from a skiff. Where only the top secret of the secret holders go. They're more likely in a Denny's with the rest rest of his avian friends. Um. Jim Semivan is getting his information from these things. I hear they they contain words. I don't know. And inside those, you get to then rearrange your subjective opinions about things after you take them in. I've never read one myself, so I have no clue. I, I don't know. They make me sleepy. Anyways. Um, good morning, everyone in the chat. I appreciate being here. Carlos Skywatcher, thank you so much for being here. I know I'm driving people away because what you want to hear is you want to hear that the things he said are true. You want to hear that Jim Semivan, based on his credentials, couldn't possibly be lying. I put it to you once again, just off the step A in the Jim Semivan storyline. <laughs> How is Jim Semivan speaking about any of these things that he allegedly knows? Oh, is that how it works in government? In oversight of the most secret operations and programs in the world, you you get oversight over them, and then you're allowed to discuss them on podcasts? No, because they're not coming from there. He's one of the many people that that um, that don't didn't, didn't seem to mind that he's giving away his answer by showing the 10,000 books behind him where you can essentially pull from like all the usual suspects as he's talking you know <laughs> like oh yes i believe there's an invisible entity here and its weaponization of an unidentified aerial phenomenon is quite weird and it changed our minds we make contact with it through modalities uh, it's a uh, cold blood by Capote is something similar to what it's like I don't know. I think that sailboat maintenance may be a key to talk about this phenomenon. Archaeology in the Bible? Well, that's probably... It's like, dude, we get it. 
We get it. You're reading from the fucking books behind you. You're not pulling from any of this crap. It, it, you, it, for one thing, you couldn't talk about what you've seen in any of these situations because that would be the opposite of what that job entails. Um, but it also speaks to the type of people that, uh, that, that don't think that's important. You know, it speaks to, nah, whatever. I don't, it's not my job to social, uh, to make a social science out of it. Cause I simply don't care, but it certainly is very religious. Like, and the guy is basically, you know, the whittling away the people that would criticize him and the people that would hear criticism of him, they want out too. And, um, and then that leaves what, what's left people that have, people that believe truly that he's not just another person like us, um, that, that he is speaking from a position like on an altar. If that's true, which I don't know, which I think it is because that's how I believe Grant, you know, knew these people, um, and all these individuals, but I, 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 you know, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever i don't even know and if i did i might have i might actually go back to the early episode of strange recon and see how the ridiculous topics we were discussing and um not all of them of course but um some of the approaches are kind of ridiculous but um but but uh one of the things grant says to me maybe i have to find it in my recordings or whatever is uh is the initial meeting with those guys i wonder what that was i can't remember but you know obviously grant wrote managing magic and stuff like that so there's things to be still gleaned from them um, the, the GAO though, is in no way some sort of, uh, no walls be, I mean, it's, could you even, could you imagine, but again, I don't know. I just know that we've watched Jim Semivan's title change over time from CIA operate uh, operative, you know, intelligence officer, blah, 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 down to former government member and all types of stuff. So I don't know what to think about him. I just know that I think he's a, a fellow enthusiast who once held a rather credible job. Credible in the sense of getting other jobs in the government. And um, <clears throat> I, I don't I don't know what to think about him other than the fact that I just think that. I think that he's just another enthusiast. He's sleeping on the floor with, with a big heavy blanket on him. And he believes he's talking to the lady in white. Uh, Jim Sammy Van, in my opinion, doesn't know anything secretive about any of the stuff. Um, just based off of his beliefs alone and in, in what he's saying and the thing, either a couple things here. Well, there's more than a couple, but I would say one, would Jim Sammy Van pass a psych evaluation for the same job today? I don't know. Two, Jim Sammy Van. Covering topics that are so freaking paranormal and uh, esoteric that the idea even that the government has like been secretly studying that type of thing uh, in terms of laying on people's floors with blankets on them so they could talk to the lady in white. Um, I, I think that's more along the lines of people like... Uh, no, I don't know, man. I don't know. They're, they're the same paranormal figures you see over and over again. The the putoffs, the the kick greens, the semi vans, the Davises. Well, not Davis so much, but the Bigelows, the Nids teams, the 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 Kellehers. Oh boy, I don't know. Um, looking, 
looking through this uh, PDF, by the way, that I will put, it's a 12-page PDF. You, you clearly see that the GEO and the CIA are at some sort of like standstill, whereas in they don't mess with them, they don't mess with them. They kind of give up just enough information to satisfy people. So once again, I'll just say it. If you're, just because someone was in the GAO, just because someone was an intelligence officer, just because someone had experience, um, hadn't, you know, one time maybe seeing a handful of pro overseeing a handful of programs or their budget does not make them some insanely credible source for any of the things we're talking about. And it's highly likely that he's just super interested himself, given the interviews he does with the books behind him. Anyways, semi van makes me laugh. Dude is a nutter. Jim semi van spoke of CIA supporting staff with mental health issues due to high pressure of the work as he had some experience, maybe. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. There's a lot of stressful work, especially in accounting. But then again, when your entire job is trying to hide the hide money <laughs> rather than never mind, whatever. Uh, all right. Um, that's a little Jim Semi Van talk. I wasn't going to get too too deep into it. Did I even play the show music yet? I don't even remember. I think I did. Um, I'll leave that in the show notes, though. Uh, yeah. No, I just... Um, you know, I, I've spoken about it in the past uh, multiple times now on repeat for like six months. We've talked about China up and down, whether China is the real threat that we actually think it is, whether it's just like a scare tactic to get us to be able to use some new cool stuff or the sixth generation, everything, whatever it may be. But um, when we wait to see some sixth generation fighters, just keep in mind what the Roswell Museum is showing as the Roswell craft. And look at the sixth generation fighter uh, sketches that they have come out. Uh, I know we've talked about in the past, but um, just remember, you know, that here's a 3D model of the alleged Roswell crash vehicle, even though I, I kind of have a feeling it was it was actually foil and also wood and flowery tape. But uh, here's a Roswell crash vehicle, allegedly. They have at the Roswell Museum. This allegedly took place in Corona, New Mexico. You know, Mac Brazel came across this uh, debris field and, and blah, blah, blah. But that's the, what they have at the Roswell Museum. Now, look at the sixth generation fighter mock up here. And you tell me. Can you come up, you piece of crap? What kind of file is it? MVS file? What the f is that? That's not real. I don't believe in you. Hold on a second. I'll just pull it off the interwebs. Bringing it up, Recon. Sorry, everyone on the audio side who can't see this. Again, you must be, you know, you, you, you must be. I'm driving you crazy with this, but uh, but I, I but we'll just in general uh, do some imagining. The Roswell craft allegedly at the Roswell Museum looks remarkably like a sixth generation fighter, also a space plane. Um, the difference is that it has little winglets facing upwards. Who knows what that is? As we know today, that the whenever you see a wings going down or little uplifts like this, oftentimes in a military vehicle or something for science, oftentimes they actually house the um, some equipment, scanning the ground, things like that. And uh, so maybe that's it. But uh, the if you if everyone on the video side, you can see obvious uh, and look at the laser going off and firing at weapons coming in. But um, 
the similarities are, are are pretty sweet. We've seen a couple alleged photos over the uh, um, uh, over the um, alleged photos over uh, what is it? Um, Nellis test ranges, uh, and and they look like uh, something something similar to that. It looks like a blended wide body design, um, which might make sense i wouldn't doubt that literally some awesome concepts were created way back in the early days where where there was a lot of testing going on obviously but the radical designs are being made and then people are just like yeah we'll, we'll shelve this and we're gonna be you know when it when we're the when it's the future and we're uh we're a thousand years down the line we'll come up with something like this but now that you look at some of these things it's really not that far off from what they were describing as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or what, they, what the sci-fi people were drawing back then. And, uh, oops, that's not one. Here's, um, of course, again, for all you people that have watched Strange Recon, this will annoy you. But things like um, the Avro car, uh, the Omega looked heck of a lot like the kenneth arnold uh, craft and things like that so we, you got to keep your eye out for that as well but it was at a time where like multiple tef- test crafts were being made and just things looked remarkably weird to people considering they were looking at red baron like stuff or world war ii fighters and then suddenly that there's no way this could be human well i anyways good morning horrors lover fats good to see you lord ludicrous good morning all right Let's pull it up uh, real quick. And our next story here, what the hell was our next thing? I'm bringing up in a row in lineal fashion. A police officer that gets abducted by aliens in the 60s has a remarkably similar claim. Or I'm sorry, a 1973 abduction has a remarkable, remarkably similar claim to a 1967 abduction of a police officer. Now, if you're familiar with one of my favorite alien abduction cases, for multiple reasons, not just because it's weird stuff, but because some stuff is clearly interesting, should be called out. But um, <clears throat> I 
the uh oh shit i'm not sure what you're referring to am i not seeing half the chats or something yeah anyways uh but the I, i'm I'll, I'll wait till it pops up there's like things loading we're on a farm i can't see your other two comments um something forty dollars it says i'll wait for the sale it's a uh, I'm not selling anything, but for $40, I will take my shirt off right now. Um, ladies and gentlemen, okay, so anyway, so um, the, the Pascagoula UFO case, um, our friend, Calvin Parker, who came on the show, I appreciated so much him sharing his experience and Philip Mantle talking about it, but Calvin Parker does remark, and I'm not saying he's making it up, I'm just saying it is similar, about being um, injected possibly with something and actually feeling a pinch before going numb or limp or stiff, if you will. And I thought that was rather interesting, considering in 1967, we have this gentleman right here who allegedly was abducted by aliens from his patrol car or alien from his patrol car. Here is a video of Herbert Shermer. All right, hold on. With Herbert Shermer, 1967 abduction of the police officer herbert Shermer. we're going to watch a video here when we get back we'll chat a little bit about it and then uh, we'll move on to a modern day crash that just happened that set people gone crazy thinking aliens were landing in their backyard unfortunately it wasn't aliens but either way we'll talk about that okay here we go herbert Shermer, officer herbert Shermer, abducted by an alien and pierced eerily similar all you know kind of not really the beings but uh to the pascagoula case that happened uh what Eight, seven years later, seven years later. Here we go. It was long, 2.30, actually, I think, was the time that this happened, but right around 2.20, uh, I was just checking two gas stations. I left the two gas stations, uh, excuse me, I, I left the last gas station that I checked to pull onto the highway, and I was making radio contact with the Wahoo Sheriff's Office because we didn't have radio communications available in the city at nighttime because uh, we couldn't afford it. So I told them that everything was all secure. I pulled onto the highway and putting the mic down, I seen some flashing lights in front of me. First appeared to me to be a truck, I thought, as I got closer and put the high beams of the lights in the patrol car on this, this object started raising, these lights started raising up in the air to about 40 feet. I, I, I think I was something like 50 yards from this. These lights were flashing, and they got as they got bigger as I got close to it. It seemed like they were red flashing lights coming out of a porthole, which sort of circled the the uh, craft. It had uh, like a catwalk going around the center of it. It was shaped like a football, very metallic, like a very shiny bumper. If you polished a bumper on a car. Had sort of a reddish, orangish glow coming from beneath it, and then there was this white flash that came on to me in the patrol car. It felt as if we were being pulled, and then it was being pulled. You know, we were being pulled up the side of this bank to the left of the road, and up toward this fill, the car and I. I. I felt nothing. I, I, uh, at first I felt kind of stunned and shocked, and then I felt sort of tingly. And as 
the car and I moved up the bank to the top of this fill, this object landed and some legs came out and it sat down. I was just sitting there really motionless. I couldn't move. I may have even had my mouth open. I don't remember, you know, being probably scared. This hatch came open. And this light came out of the hatch. And this form came down and looked the form of a human being. And this form started walking toward the patrol car with an object in both its hands appeared to be hands, and he was walking straight toward the patrol car. As he was doing this, another form came out and started walking toward the patrol car also. As this being got in front of the, walked up to the front of the patrol car with this object in his hand, which looked sort of a squarish oval type, it looked like it had a lens in front of it, and the only thing I could think was, oh my God, what's going to happen now? And this green light came out all over the car, and then saw the light went back in again. And I felt a sensation then, and then I felt nothing, like I was just there and that was it. And this other being started walking up toward the car. I was sitting straight, looking straight. I couldn't even move my head. And he walked up to the car, and the window was about three-quarters of the way rolled down, and he had an object in his hand, a silver object that looked like a big pencil with a round ball on the end of it. And he pressed this against the side of my neck, which I felt some pain from, and said, ouch. Then he stepped back and I sort of sat there and he opened up the car door and just went like this. And I sort of raised up out of the patrol car and I was looking at him and he was looking at me and he said, are you the watchman of this town? And my response was, yes, sir. He said, come with me, watchman. And we started moving toward the spacecraft, and it felt like I was walking on air. We got up to the hatch to where you went inside of the spacecraft, and we just sort of like floated up into the first level. And he says to me, Watchman, come with me, and we were in a circular room. And there were a lot of cylinders about four and a half feet high and about two feet wide that circled the whole room. And it had sort of like a cable running through it, two cables running through these. They looked like tall batteries to me. And then in the center of this room was a huge cocoon or, you know, like this shaped object was spinning and it was giving off colors like the rainbow and was about 20 feet long. And it seemed like these cables were coming up and connecting to these two block things that came down on each end of it. And we walked the complete circle in there. And I said, uh, what is this? And he said, this is how our craft operates. And he said, it operates on 
electrical reversible magnetism. And then I. Isn't, uh, I'm going to pause there for a second. Isn't there a guy attributed or has like some sort of ufology is connected to something in ufology that has a patent in the reverse amplification? I can't remember what it was, I, but I'm pretty sure someone actually has a patent. They've, he's been quoted on paranormal shows as being a guy that had a patent on amplifying a reverse magnetic field or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Everyone's like, he must be the guy that created UFOs. Anyways, I'll shut up. I looked at him. And he said, come with me, watchman. And we walked back over to where I came up in with him. And this glass sheet came down. And we stepped onto this, which I felt. And we moved up into the second level of the craft. And lo and behold, I've never seen anything like it before in my life, with so many different types of instrument panels and computer type things that you just wouldn't believe it. This cone thing was right in the center of the floor. You could see half of it from on top and half of it from the bottom, but it gave off a red glow that, that sort of, not flashed, but kind of died down and then came back up again. And he says, Watchman, come with me. And we walked over to a screen that was up on the side, I say, wall. Uh, and it was sort of like a TV screen, and he pressed some buttons, and I guess flipped some switches. I wasn't paying too much attention to him, I was looking at the screen, and some stars in the sky appeared on there. And he put his finger up like this, and he said, uh, this is where we're from, watchman. And then he put his hand back down. He didn't say where, and he didn't say the name, he just pointed. The purpose that we're here is to get electricity. And there was another being standing a little distance away, and the man turned to him, and they both looked at each other, and he started depressing buttons. And he says, watch, watchman. And there was this antenna on the outside of the spacecraft, which angled toward a power unit, and this bolt went out, a color I've never seen before in my life, and I don't even think I could describe it, went out and came back, and this stayed like this for about three minutes, and then it went off. And he turned and looked at me, and I felt as I was getting a, a, a very, very, uh, an awful lot of roll of input of words that I couldn't understand. And he reached up and he, he, he touched me on the shoulder. And he felt real when he touched me. And I think at that time I did touch him. And he felt real to me. And he says, Watchman, come with me. We walked back over to the exit, I'll say, where we came up and the glass sheet came down again and we went up into the third part of the craft which was the observation deck he said as we stepped off he said watchman come with me 
And we walked over and we were standing there looking out of a big plate glass window type thing. And there were, a, there was a control panel right in front of it, and there were two chairs that looked like dentist chairs. You know, I've read the dentist, dentist chair, but really a superstructure of a chair, better, better than a dentist chair. Uh, and he, we looked out the uh, window, and I could see this one being walking back and forth by where my patrol car was. And I think I said, wow. And he put his, he didn't, no he didn't, he, he turned to me and he said something I, I, I don't understand. And he said some more things that I, I, I didn't understand or, or couldn't make out. And I still don't. And then he pointed his hand toward the plate glass window, I, as I say, refer to, to the stars out there. And he says to me, Watchman, one day you yourself will see the universe as I have. And he reached up and he touched me on the shoulder like this, you know, like grabbing you on the shoulder, like a man does, uh, to steer you away. And he says, come with me, watchman. And then he stopped. And he said, watchman. And I turned around like this to look at him. And it felt I was, like I was getting more input of something that I couldn't understand. Then he says, watchman, come with me. We walked over. And we went down all the way out of the craft. As we got outside, this other being started walking back toward the spacecraft and boarded it. As we were walking toward my patrol car. And we stopped right by the patrol car and I turned to look at him and he was looking at me. And then again, it felt like I was receiving an input of words of some kind that I couldn't understand. And he turned, no, he sort of lifted his hand and then he turned and walked back to the spacecraft, floated up inside. This catwalk thing started spinning. The lights started flashing off and on. This red orangish glow came out from beneath it. It started lifting up in the air, and I guess it got about 100 feet high and just shot straight out of sight. Let me tell you, I was scared. I started feeling me again. When I was aboard the spacecraft, I had hardly no feeling at all. My body was tingling. I was perspiring. I was hot. I felt nauseated. I got back into the patrol car. I turned it around and I headed back for the police station. On the way to the police station at a high rate of speed, <laughs> I tried to make communication with Wahoo Sheriff's Office and it appeared the radio was dead. I got to the station, I jumped out of the car in a fast walk, walked into the police station. And I noticed that the wall clock in the police station said one minute after 3 a.m. 
Well, I went directly to the bathroom. <laughs> Not to go to the bathroom, but to drink water, because I was hot. And I walked back into the main room of the police station. We had a real small police station. It was about 20 by 20. And uh, I sat there at the table, and I lit a cigarette, and I said, Wow, <laughs> what the hell happened? Something happened to me. Did I really see a flying saucer? Did this really happen to me? I looked at my report log, and I remembered through all the training and everything I went through that regardless of the nature or what it was, put it in your report book because you just might need it. So I looked at my report book, and I got my pen out, and I wrote, At 2.30 a.m. December 3rd, 1967, I saw a UFO at, the, at Junction 6 and 63, believe it or not. About 6.30 that morning, a fellow officer came in, and I explained to him what happened to me. And uh, the fellow officer says, uh, I believe you heard. One time I was on my way to Wahoo, Nebraska, and I was driving down the road. I looked over. Lo and behold, there were two UFOs sitting in a field, and these little green men were out there walking around it, waving at me. I said, sure, Paul. And uh, he says, I don't think you should tell anybody, Herb, because I don't think anybody's going to believe you. Matter of fact, you're going to lose your job if you tell the people. But I said, Paul, it's the truth. He said, well, you know, he said a lot of people won't even accept the truth. I said, well, I'll wait for the chief. He says, no, I'll go on home. So I went home, and I was, you know, I really felt like everything was draining completely out of my body, and I laid down on the couch. And as I laid there, I started getting a buzzing feeling in my head. And it felt like I was being, I had pressure on my body. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't, you know how you try to open your mouth and you can't say help? <laughs> I was trying to say help, <laughs> you know. And then I went off to sleep, and the phone rang, and it was the chief. And the chief says, get your butt down to the station right now. What is this? You mean you've seen a UFO? I said, I don't feel good. I'm sick, and I'm not coming down to the police station. He said, I'll be right over. So the next thing, the TV came in, press came in, you know, newspapers, radio stations. And telephone calls started coming in. Two days later, the ridicule started coming in, believe me. And I had a man run three blocks, huffing and puffing. He owned the Goodyear tire shop there in Ashton, Nebraska, and he let me, Herb, if you ever see another flying saucer and it lands, you tell him I want to sell him a set of tires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the phone ring, this is the planet Mars, you know. I mean, really ridiculous stuff. I think, though, being here in Florida, one of the, the neatest walkings I got was right out here in the lobby. The gentleman out there selling books. And I walked up, and he says, Herb Sherman? I said, yes. My name is so-and-so, and I was taken aboard a police cruiser. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I thought that was neat. Um, the United States Air Force Conan Committee Blue Book Project, or however you want to say it, investigating team came down to Ashland, Nebraska to investigate me. Uh, a gentleman by the name of John Aarons, who is a friend of mine, and a gentleman by the name of Roy Craig, who was a physicist. Uh, John Aarons, he probably hit me, but he was a shrink. Uh, a psychiatrist. <clears throat> Him and I had long discussions, and he told me to tell my story over and over and over and over, and I told it over and over and over and over. And then they found a 25-minute time lapse in my log. And John says, Herb, uh, what happened to you between 2.30 a.m., December 3rd, 1967, and 3 a.m., or a little before 3 a.m.? And I looked at him, and I couldn't say anything because I didn't remember. So he says, you got to come to Boulder. I said, okay. So they took me up to Boulder, and I met a UFO team there of a lot of people who run a lot of tests on me. And a hypnotist by the name of Dr. Leo Sprinkler administered time regression hypnosis on me, which found out a small detail that I had been aboard the... Uh, spacecraft and that I had actually communicated with them. They played the tape back to me and it shocked me. I didn't know what to think. I said, are you, is that really my voice on that tape? You bet it is, boy. I says, my God, what do I do now? So I, while I was up in Boulder, the city got real cute, you know, the city fathers and the people in the city. Uh, the day I left, they, uh, Matter of fact, the night I left, uh, they went down to our beautiful cemetery there in Ashton, Nebraska, and took this dummy and hung it by the neck in a tree, and put a big star on it, shot a hose through it, and painted the hose with red like blood, and put herb across the star with a cowboy head on it. And they really made it look big because they went down to the mortuary, and they got the amulets out, a code three run, sour rings, red lights, the whole works. Went over there, and they very carefully took it down and put it on a stretcher and covered it up and took it back to the morgue. I, uh, they thought they scared me, but they didn't, you see. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to scare me, but they didn't scare me because I thought it was kind of funny, and I laughed about it when I read it in the paper and seen all the pictures and everything. But while I was in Boulder, they blew my car up with dynamite, and that really made me mad. I just got through paying for it. And I was furious, you know. I could have done like uh, George C. Scott did in that movie Rage, you know, that's how mad I was. But through the whole crisis, I had one very good friend in Ashton, Nebraska, his name was Leroy Dimmitt, very close friend. And he helped me a lot in Ashland. He was one of our relief officers in the police department. 
And I, I'm, I, re- I was really proud to have him as a friend as way he stuck by. Uh, my family, I really can't say. Uh, I went to my father and I said, Dad, I said, uh, I know you have 20-something years in the Air Force. But I asked my father point blank. I said, Dad, what do you think of UFOs? My father never said no. And he never said yes. He just said, son, if you're telling the truth, stick with it. And so I stuck with it. I thank you very much. All right, Rick, when we get back, <coughs> oh, excuse me, from this break, we'll talk about that video and more. Stick around. Don't go nowhere. Here's some music from my friend Rob in the UK. Oh, Lord. I'll be right back, Rick.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens and pooches and pound puppies, welcome back to Strange Recon. This is yours truly, Jeff White Bear Kingsbury. If you just listen on the audio side, I'm sorry you didn't get to see the cool picture that cop drew from the, the video that we just had. Uh, we're just playing there. I guess it's not a video. It was just a still. Um, I guess we could surmise a few things happening at this time because I am someone who has witnessed something that I feel was ridiculously it's, uh, it's, it, it was ridiculous and hard to explain. It's still to this time the best explanation that I can think of. Even then, is like okay, so like the most si I, I, we have been, you know. <laughs> translucent drones flying around at night that are able to spark up color and they're trying to communicate with the front of boats. I don't get it, but anyways, but um, right there in the Great Lakes area, right? Uh, um, it, it, all surrounding that area. Let's just start off with the fact that it seems in that same time frame, a few things are going down. The, the, the UFO phenomena that people were allegedly encountering was spreading, but not just that. The level of contact was spreading. From east to west, it seemed. Um, in a series of events that escalated, you had things like Dexter, Michigan, Betty and Barney Hill, the Kecksburg UFO incident. You had, um, who was that guy walking in the mountains that way? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. But you had a, a series of events uh, and people that, that from east to west, it began to spark up significantly. The stories about star maps, like Steve mentioned, or the anecdotes like star maps that Steve mentioned and, and other things, all seem to have a popular variety of things. But what, what else was going on of the time in 1965? What things were, were changing, um, or at least, I don't know if, it, if reigniting would be a good, good term. Because, you know, like George Adamski and the things that he was saying and the things that he was doing all the way to the end of his life. When did he die again? I can't remember. Died April 23rd, 1965. Yeah. Anyways, uh, pioneers of space, flying behind the flying saucers, invisible ocean, cosmic philosophy, things like that that have been uh, the pioneers of the space trip, whatever the hell it's called, inside the spaceships. Um, under the rock in the desert that's not really his book but, um uh th there is you know there was this growing level of contact in in people offering up different levels of it now i personally think that he told the the, the real story in the beginning the officer you know I, you know him seeing some sort of strange thing just close enough that it would looked unlike an aircraft, but far enough away that he definitely couldn't tell what it was. For all the people on the video side that were watching and saw the picture he drew and sketched and he was holding it up, let me just quickly share um, what I think is rather remarkable. Now, um, this is the picture he was drawing. Oh, so, no, sorry. That's Betty and Barney Hill. My bad. Hold on. Let's go back to him real quick. Uh, it was long. Oh, you can't. Was it just not? 2.30. There, it's kind of Actually, funny. I think it was the time that this happened. But, around... but you can't see it for right some around. reason right now. But the maybe does it come in better later? Uh, but he's got like little. The there we go. Oh, what are you? Okay, ready? There's his. There's his. If you can see it, versus there's.
got lucky. Um, anyways, but a series of events were going uh, east-west. For all you people outside of the United States, that officer was speaking about the state of Nebraska, which is quite literally dead smack in the middle of the United States. It's right, right in the middle. And, uh, and you go from New Hampshire, Kentucky, up to Michigan, over to Wisconsin, over to Nebraska. It seems like we have a pattern here. No, um, at, at the time, but it just, there was a, they were actually happening everywhere so much, but there was a, uh, the level of abductions and people suddenly claiming out of nowhere, getting sensational uh, attention. Uh, we're all, after 65, there was obvious continuous attention to that area. Now I, for all the people that have experienced stuff, like, like I'm not, that was a dumb waste of time. I'm sorry. I just said all that. Uh, I have experienced things that I've really tried to debunk. And the best I could do was say it was, must've been some sort of, crazy new drone or something that's all i can think of but it's like that there is weird stuff there we've had guests on here at recon that specifically have talked about their experiences in and around um that whole that whole stretch right there from like the the east coast of like uh the appalachian mountains uh right there in um, maine new hampshire area all the way across the water the great lakes straight to Wisconsin and the other and, and the other side right over there right on Nebraska and straight up and down there's a, a series of events all from that time frame maybe they were going around just picking people up and getting to know people I don't know maybe they were <clears throat> it could have really happened I guess I do think his claim was rather predictable in the beginning and then um and then uh, he he decides to change it up. He decides to go deeper with the regression. And I'm I'm gonna have to go and say that the regression didn't work in that case. In my own opinion, I feel like he added. You can't. I just did. I really see a UFO. Does anyone remember the time of ufology where seeing a UFO oftentimes guaranteed that you were abducted? I'm not a huge fan of that one. But uh, that concept, but um, <laughs> that idea, that hypothesis, I guess. But uh, yeah, some people believed it. And when you, when other things are going around, the sensational ideas of aliens actually being here, being more than just comic books, more than just paperback and the, the stories of, of Looney Tunes, you suddenly get yourself a situation where maybe someone just actually believes what they're being told. Maybe the officer did see something flying in the sky. But just like other people, through hypnotic regression, whether or not it's, I have my own theories based on my own experiences, but I would say right now the hypnotic regression does not in any way guarantee you someone can go back in their memory and in a lineal time frame, time uh, fashion, say a bunch of memories that all happened to them perfectly that they didn't remember. I, 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 I have a real hard time with that because it didn't work for me in a real life event that happened, not that these aren't real, but in a, an event that um, that should have been easily explainable. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, it's, um, Jeff, you're looking so skinny lately. Eat some soup, please. Hey, is that true? Do I look skinny? That's not good. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm on a steady diet of coffee.
Burrow says, and this is in the YouTube chat for everyone on the audio side. I can't see it. We're on a farm in the YouTube chat. Says Burrow says they, the military, are interested in consciousness because they can't control AI. <clears throat> and they hope to weaponize human quantum consciousness, which has apparently upset Gary Nolan. Well, that does, you know, if you read his book, it's, um, it's, it, it, that's run up that alley. Um, before even reading Burroughs' book, we kind of already come up with the, you know, the idea some of the stuff is, seems rather, AI, like early AI, uh, you know, uh, target acquisition and things like that and articulating targets and prediction and perception and things like that <clears throat> for the military seem to come around a lot earlier than we all think, probably. I don't know, maybe. Um, but uh, I don't know. The, the the remote viewing of the future tech, the, uh, the other stuff, I just personally... Um, I'm, I, I'm having a real hard time buying it, folks. Uh, but uh, back to that cop case, though, real fast. <laughs> back to that cop while uh, the officer being abducted. Uh, does anyone feel that that officer actually was abducted and the regression actually pulled out the memories or whatever? I don't know if it did. I can't say whether or not. I do feel it has worked for people in the past. So so clearly there are there's anecdotal evidence to suggest that some of the stuff that comes out of that may be true. But... My own first-hand experience and many others would suggest that you can, the whole act of it, it's been explained to me by people that do it, the whole act of doing it is trying to trigger that event again. And what sometimes could happen is, well, you trigger a, 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 a rather fictional memory or, a, you know, a, your anxiety mixed with your creativity, mixed with your intuition, mixed with your... Uh, simulation building mind that comes up with thousands of of possible outcomes every, all the time. I don't know how many the actor are. It's probably an embellishment, but um, <clears throat> it, I don't know. And uh, and and they they say that it's very easy to lead someone. It's very easy to make someone accidentally say something. Like if someone even talks about something and is interested in it all the time, takes in movies, anything, film, books. I've never read a book in my life. They make me tired. Um. <laughs> They uh, they can just start repeating it. Jim Semivan like, spends his time on his back. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With his eyes closed, recounting things he's feeling and pulling in from the field, I would say I'd be worried about the things he's saying because he's been reading books all the time, all day and night. Um, anyway, things like that. But I, I don't know about regression elsewhere, anywhere else. I have heard stories with the, there seems to be sources, and I just haven't been interested enough to chase them down to see if they're actually real. That that truly believe you can regress someone and pull straight up numbers, digits like they would only got to look at they're able to recall something they were not able to recall it while conscious now i don't know if that's true i haven't looked into it i just i i I haven't been super blown away by anyone's major claim that this is real because my experience through of aggression is that of people claiming that through aggression they've proven they've been abducted by aliens and oftentimes whatever and they go from saying that before every time they tell a story so just like a couple weeks later, they never bring up their aggression again. And this is what happened to me. I was freaking, you know, man, I was pointing at star maps. I was probed. I was whatever. And for those, some of those people, we don't even know if they are telling the truth anymore. Even if they are, it doesn't matter because they've been buried by the people that are like me too. I also got taken by some sort of strange thing and it did all these things. But what did yours do? Oh yeah, mine did that and that you think or or this line. You think that's something. That ain't nothing. Listen to this. The alien gave me control of the universe. No? What what did George give you? Control of the universe and the other universe? What? Hey, no. He I got all knowledge and power. Yeah, okay. Anyways, um, perhaps hypnotic star is like a dream state and symbolic rather than a real memory. Hmm. What's that? I don't know. Symbolic rather. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I think so. I think so very much. We're on a farm. You know why? Because this is something I've said on the show a long time ago because we haven't had these talks in a while but speaking about dimethyltryptyline and other things like that and people that go into these crazy hypnotic states where they start to get a lot of visuals and stuff um to me i wouldn't trust it because oftentimes while awake you spend all your time trying i mean i I love when people do this i think it's interesting i mean i'm not like i don't take it as like this is what it means but if someone says oh i I like dream interpretations. What was your dream about? I say, well, I had a dream that, well, I was flying through space. I suddenly was taken upon by a woman in white. And they go on and tell you your trans. That's interesting to me. I'm, 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 I like that. But what, but I, I will say that if you're allowed to do it for when you're while you're if you're allowed while you're conscious if you're allowed to think well while i was unconscious asleep this is what that dream meant why is it while you're also accessing like that kind of dream state blah 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 you're then allowed to say that those experiences are literal and exact that how is that fair 
So, so that, so when I was dreaming of a giraffe with roller skates on and it was trying to eat pizza, but it couldn't pick up the pizza because it had roller skates on. And you told me that's uh, that, that you interpret that dream because I'm a douchebag. Uh, no, no, that's not what happened. But anyways, um, uh, it, you know, that that's okay. But if I was to say in my, in my altered state, a bulbous headed figure came to me and said, fuck you. And then flew away. I'm supposed to be, that's literally what happened every step of the way right there. All right, I'm not trying to make a mock. Hey, Steve Long. Thank you so much. Great shows recently. Been missing most live streams, but I'm always here in spirit. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate the super chat. Kicking off today's first super chat, one hour, 21 minutes in. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it, man. Um, that's absolutely going to support the show entirely right there. I mean, <laughs> yep. We're just, we're just, uh, we're just uh, busking nowadays. Thank you so much, sir. Boom, part of the uh, recon family is always good eyes, good ears out there in the field. Um, and earlier I brought the Kecksburg incident. If you're not aware, that's December 6th, 1965. Go check that out. Uh, Betty and Barney Hill's story went uh, kind of viral, if you will, in around 65, right? Um, you had a Damsky die in 65, like I said, who at the time was pretty gaining some attention. And then was lots of tabloid meat journalism back then. We've got it narrowed down now, right? Where it's kind of just spread out to, you know, the taglines and the advertisements and that's what to stay away from. But back in the day, I mean, there was a lot of, if you type in um, alien or UFO clippings, newspaper clippings, on Google or other search engines, you're likely to see many from the 40s or 50s, early 50s, throughout the 60s. Not abduction so much, more along the lines of just crazy claims. The the evolution of them, just well, one after another. Like literally, it goes from I saw one to we had a gunfight with them to they're abducting us. They're telling us where they're from, their psychology, where they go, and they want you to stop trying to bomb the planet. You know, it's like holy shit, it doesn't slow down um we have and again i said the dexter michigan one that's 66 um da, 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 do, 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 apologize remember bryce zabel and cross coltart well not just bryce is still waiting for the betty and barney hill sign in new hampshire to be changed it was not leaked to the boston traveler as it suggests on the thing because everyone already knew about it Bryce was saying their friends knew that friends had already told, you know, and they had already told our air force officers and things like that. Yes. All right. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. What else are we say we're going to talk about today? Oh yes. A modern day crash case. A UFO crash that just happened, of course, because the because they explained it right away and showed what it was. Well, it didn't make it to American ufology, but you bet your ass, if the Indian ufologists had had uh, had made it there fast enough, well, it would have been here. It would have been on the front pages. We would have had people like um, what's his name, John Wolf. The documentary filmmaker John Wolf from Ufology. Everyone knows he just made that documentary recently. Um, John Wolf go, went to Vagina Brazil. You know John Wolf, right? Uh, John Wolf would have went to would have went to India 
and would have told you that the locals had filmed something. First, this isn't just something that came up out of nowhere. Don't be tricked by any sort of cover story or gatekeeper. The locals had filmed something in the air, and the, vi and the videos went viral in India. A couple days straight, a strange white tic-tac hovered over their town. They had no idea what the hell it was. Pictures started to move from village to village via the internet. <laughs> and they started going around. Locals in towns I can't names with names I can't pronounce and I won't try. I handle it like I'm at the Indian restaurant when I'm ordering their rich, wonderful smelling food. That one, please. No, um, it's it's um it's I'm an idiot. I apologize. I'm so sorry. But uh have you heard about balloon tourism? Because a company called Tata, who I've spoken about on the show a few times because I once held a contract with them, which is really weird. I don't know. It's strange. I don't know. It was like for like two days. But um, Tata Security or Tata, what was their name back then? I don't even remember. But they're this massive conglomerate in India, uh, out of India. They make everything, but they're in, they have their hands in a lot of stuff, including aerospace. And, um, and they uh, were testing these new luxury balloons that essentially take you up into low friction or you know uh, yeah uh space at the edge of space if you will um and this thing's uh this thing crashed into the backyards of people in india and uh after the videos and stuff had already gone wild so what happened the locals see it and freak the f out I drove most people away with a story. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, the, one of the names of talent I said I wasn't going to try to say, but Moga Liga Dia. Nailed it. Um, on uh, December 2nd, had announced that they had uh, found a UFO. And that finally, the thing that people had been videotaping in the sky had crashed. Here, my fr oh Jesus, what the hell kind of file is that? Here is the UFO from one view at least. It doesn't open. Okay, what the f? All right, let me pull up here. Um, there is a an episode that I did a few months back when I was talking about that that gentleman that runs uh that that modern day raccoon that uh, lives today and always posts on Twitter. It's got a bunch of great stuff. We did a couple episodes on those space on those uh, space tourism things where they're not actually they're just these balloons. And um, one of the companies released a bunch of sketches of what they have they, they they claim to be a finalized view on the inside of their balloon and what it will look like for their passengers. And here we go. Uh, here's one of them. Here, sorry about that delay, but. Um, this is this is the Halo one. This isn't even the company we're talking about. Wait, you see the one we're talking about. It remind it is this is no bullshit how humans don't change. And this is the fucking craziest thing. Excuse my language for swearing. I apologize. Um have you ever seen and heard of the predictions of what transportation would be like in the future? They asked like uh Parisians, I believe, in like 1830 or something like that. 
I can't remember when it was exactly, forgive me, but um, they describe exactly what one of these companies is building today. It's a balloon with like Victorian essentially looking stuff, but this is the Halo one. Very basic, very secure. You're sitting in a gamer chair, apparently you're going to play some video games and uh, you're looking out in space and you get to fly around and they offer it, it's 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 going to be relatively cheap in comparison i don't know any of the counter the, the security things some of them have little winglets on them which i find to be interesting they i guess they can be guided to the ground if uh, if they break free though that'd be rather hard i'd love to see that um where is this damn image of the luxury one luxury space balloon as i type in in this <laughs> jeez forbes india wants you to know anyone can go and uh tata company is putting people uh putting balloons up there in the country today to uh test against uh against uh foul weather why won't dude what are these files SpaceX, Space Balloon, blah, blah, what, what website is this? Forbes India. Okay, here we go. Check out W Power, self-made women in Bollywood. Hang on, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, shnikes. I have dad blocker on. Um, but check out some of this this view here. <clears throat> this looks like, the, uh, this looks like, um, this is space perspective. Uh, and obviously they're going for First off, they said they won't even put this up there unless they get Whoopi Goldberg to bartend. So I was waiting for the laughter to end. Um, it does look rather Star Trek, doesn't it? I mean, is this the way they're actually... Why being the plants? Put the plants away. I mean, it is ridiculous. But it is interesting to see how other countries are doing it. Uh, there's there's other ones out there, of course, uh, but that's uh, space perspective. And Tata is called like LTDR, I believe. It's uh, it's pretty funny. Here's the view of the people that ran up on the scene. Here's the view that people that ran up on the scene and saw this thing in the yard, in the backyard, and freaked out. <laughs> Unusual object lands in Vika Vikarabad village. Field turns out to be a research balloon, but it's by the company that uh, is putting that out there. Why won't it open up? Damn, whatever. Anyways, that's what they showed up. I mean, uh, could you imagine seeing? Um, could you imagine seeing for days on end uh, this video and looking? You and the kids, you and your friends, native kids, go out. You know, you're in this scenario, we're all back in the day, we're youngsters, and we're all hanging out, we're looking for the video everyone's talking about, the video of the thing in the sky. And you walk out in the village and this thing lands. One of the first groups of people that tried to address the video and said it was alien was India's paranormal scene, India's ufology scene. No bullshit. They, they talk about it in the in the article. Ufologists showed up to, in multiple articles, ufologists show up to talk about um, the alien craft spotted over the village. And had the people thinking that it was in fact aliens. When then this thing crashed, what do you know? It, it freaks everyone out. The government shows up, open it up, and inside, what is it? It's one of these test luxury balloons that they're testing, and they're throwing them up there in some really inac- um, what's the word? Is it in inclement? <laughs> I can't even say words. I don't know words. 
Bad weather. Oh, Lord. I'm an idiot. Um, yes, but it just happened. It just happened. We can watch it from afar. It didn't happen to us, so we can look at the scene from a very different perspective. Basically, no one in the U.S. gave a crap about this alleged UFO sighting because, well, it looked like a balloon to a lot of us. If you looked at it, I got a ping in uh, the Google tags when the videos popped up. Remember, those, I, if you don't use Google alerts, I, say, I suggest you do. And um, it looked exactly like a damn balloon. Um, if you know the balloons I'm talking about, the, uh, the, the weather balloons. That when you look at it from underneath, it, it, you know, it looked like some sort of uh, abyss creature from of the film, but it's... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a regular weather balloon. Let's look at some of these other capsules. So here's another view from Luxury Space Balloon. We're mega rich. Stay for $347 a minute. That doesn't seem that bad. I mean, how long you want to stay up there, for God's sakes? Luxury space balloon, where mega rich can stay for $347 a minute. Ah, space hotel. Look at this one. This is what I'm talking about. You're not joining the Space Marines. You're going to... Where, where is in that book? Does he send his son? Uh, or in the movie Starship Trooper? I can't remember. What we got here? Space basketball? Space basketball? Are you kidding me? Scheduled to launch in 2025. I'd really like to know what these things, uh, this just looks like a repurposed scientific thing. Honestly, I was like, well, at first we just want to use it as a, to get information or get, you know, communication aid or spying, but now, uh, or to test like re-entry shapes. Is that why it's like that? It's the re-entry shape. I don't know. This one looks ridiculous, right? Imagine seeing, oh, here we go. This one's got a, <laughs> I forgot. This is the one we went on the show. This is the one that made it on the show. <laughs> oh, yes. This small New York City apartment goes for around $58,000 a minute. You see, it's got a balcony and there's no walk up. Sick and tired of smelling your downstairs neighbor's Chinese food? Well, 
here at Explayo Design Capsules. <laughs> this zero mission balcony, space balcony. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, there's uh If you were to be, if you were to stay observant enough, I wasn't, unfortunately. I guess I didn't see it. Think of it like that. I guess we didn't call it. Maybe we did. But that's the whole point of Strange Recon. We go over topics where you might see something and think, hey, that's a damn UFO, for God's sakes, and realize, oh, whoa, it's actually very human and old technology, just, you know, reimagined. And um, with new materials and new abilities and capabilities and understanding of stuff. But anyways, it's, um, we should have saw it. One of these things is going to fall down eventually and people are going to run up on it and be like, ah, aliens. And out, out comes some freaking Japanese researcher. And then they really think it's aliens. Well, that what? whoa. Sorry, I was just being a ufologist. Anything that even looks relatively Asian in any appearance must be alien by modern day ufology standards. And that's all fair and right to say because you follow cheese fucking nuts. Anyways, okay. Let's look through this. Let's keep looking through here. Um, that was pretty much the show. Lord Ludacris says, but doesn't have a smoking section. <laughs> it does. That's right. Oh, the humanity. Norm McDonald had a great joke about oh, the humanity. I think it was Norm. He said, uh, he said the first time he yelled oh, the humanity. Or when they yelled out of the humanity, we're doing the Lindenberg. Or was it? Yeah, what was it? Hindenburg. Uh, he go, his friends looked over and goes, ah, oh, the humanity. What have you been really saving that one up? Oh, the humanity. Jamet Malibu says, I would go. You would go on the space, the balloon flight. LTA travel is making a comeback. It kind of confuses me today what the cost, well, like the, you know, the cost uh, overhead there would be for blimp logistics and travel, commercial travel. I don't really get it because it seems to me that couldn't you just like, so these modern day blimps that look like, uh, that have like, these huge wings, you know what I mean? Like you've seen these things, obviously we've talked about them on the show. We've showed them on the show, um, talking about the airships and they, and don't, I don't really understand it, but don't you think that could fall back to earth? Like any other re-entry shape considering the materials we have, why, why, why couldn't we just use blimps? That'd be the whole purpose of it. no, no runway, no takeoff, no no jets to that are strong enough just to get it off the ground. Nothing. Just oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Blue Whale Travels, and then just start cutting it, and then you're going real fast. After all, they've proven right, haven't they? I mean, we have we've shown right on the show, thanks to Mr. Powell, uh, that uh, that uh, rigid dirigibles can travel quite fast. Hypersonic, I believe. I'm surprised Bigelow doesn't have his hand in a space capsule or a space tourism. He wants you to go up there. 
He wants you to get irradiated. I'm out. I'm not. I'm out. They need to figure out how to stop that. I'd like something to wear in my hip that I can turn on and it will shut off all chances that a cosmic ray is going to shoot my face off. Not literally shoot our face off, but you know, I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I guess that's it, the show. I don't know. What, should, what else should we do? Should we cover anything else? Anyone got any questions? Anyone got anything? Another example that freaking China is a bunch of uh, <laughs> people stuck in time. Look at this scary freaking bird. Holy cow. This is uh, one of the larger drones flying around the planet right now. If you're interested in drones, take a look at this. The Tengden. <clears throat> Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen. Freaking. Ugh, makes no sense to me. I don't get how could the Chinese have figured out how to fly a plane. Ugh, my brain doesn't like it. Anyways. Yes. They certainly do appear to be primitive Stone Age-like people. Barely out of the farm. Hell, the Chinese just started wearing shoes yesterday. Yes. Oh, it's uh, it's their largest, I believe, of uh, of their combat uh, drones. And if you notice what shape it is, if you notice right here, the difference between these modern day versions is this faces forward because this can still take off on a runway. You still has a tricycle design. One, two, and three, but. The uh, the smaller ones, which I'm sure eventually, since we see the uh, the new. By the way, I, 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 jumping real quick, the new Army Blackhawk or the the Blackhawk from the military is being replaced by the Sikorsky um, twin rotor one there. Uh, but all it is is a freaking drone. That's it. It's the same shape that we've just done with drones for so long. It, it and it will be a drone, and I'm sure eventually it'd be easily upgraded by software that makes it do basically whatever it's told, and it kind of intuitively lands and stuff. But this one right here. Is just uh, uh, let me show you another view of this one because this is pretty scary. Take a look at this guy. This is from this is from the ground looking up. Imagine this thing terrifying flying over your neighborhood in America. Not to scare you, but hey, when you back a dog into a corner, the other ones, of course, the rotors face upwards or rotate, so they're able to be VTOL. You know, same shape, exact same shape. Difference is it's scaled up to carry stuff. Um, drone talk, drone talk, drone talk. Let's quickly jump over to the idea that drones can't carry anything heavy. I said on Twitter earlier, I'm sure no one gave a crap because no, it's not ufology, but drones can't carry heavy things. Drones can't lift a lot. You can't do that. You know, the idea that, um, that someone says something like something was lifted off the ground or something, yada, yada, yada. Drones don't have the ability, mass versus thrust versus weight versus no mass and weight but i but um the uh the lockheed k max is it the lockheed k max the lockheed k max in afghanistan demonstrated a drone can lift six thousand pounds how much does a honda civic weigh with a family in it 
either we are the aliens or we're becoming the aliens these stories are just part of the human subconscious that leads us down that line or aliens are here and we're just copying their ability little by little i don't know but i i would suggest that when when we see that a drone can lift six thousand pounds we should stop the old adage that there's never been a, the ability to like say lift a cow off the ground with a drone if that's part of the conspiracy not that i believe it but probably people have no idea what i'm talking about there was an idea for a long time that people's cows were being abducted by the military and then people said i saw it it wasn't the goddamn military it was a freaking weird aircraft looked nothing like anything from earth well i think we see that quite a bit in uh ufology today or strand you know here at least ladies and gents boys and girls we got 15 minutes left can we make it can we stretch it out I don't know. Can we stretch it out? Recon, let's hear some Q&A questions here. Come on. Let's get it going. Let's do a little Q&A. Never mind. I want a hamburger so bad. That's all I can think about now that you said it. Um, people in the audio chat, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I guess we can wrap it up, my friends. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Check out last night's interview with Luis Gaetano on the Onyx Network, if you could, please. Um, he will also be coming on the show, hopefully, in the very near future. Maybe even this Saturday. Not sure yet. But um, very interesting fellow. And he's got some pretty good ideas. And... Uh, I think that being someone like him that's consumed the stuff, he can enlighten us and, and, and really give us that shortcut. Of course, we should do our due diligence for, and um, and really uh, check out some of these things he's talking about. I have a couple books up here he mentioned to me on the show last night, and um, I can't wait to get into them. Uh, but uh, he's coming. I'd like him to come on in the near future, so please check out the, our upcoming episode, hopefully. And uh, John Burrows will be on the Unex Network next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. for all you people that that I've been waiting for that interview. I have as well. Um, I like his book. Please read his book. If you haven't had John Burroughs book yet, just check it out, you know, but um, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting story. That's all I'll say. I remain open <clears throat> to the idea that it was something far beyond what, what we have trying to basically reverse, write the story, I guess. Uh, but um to me, I feel that there is such a broad spectrum or a broad fields of research that have gone completely unknown and just little anecdotes come out about it that we were like, oh, okay, I guess we guess we have the ability to, you know, blow a missile out of the sky with a laser a long time ago. But now they're looking for a way to do it, but put it on every vehicle, which is a lot different than from proving its capability. And, and just like a, a rewriting of, of our understanding of what tech we have right on here or on, on Earth, right here at Strange Recon, because some of the things Mr. Burroughs describes does sound remarkably like things that we were working on heavily at the time. And it happened right outside of an area that at one point was being used specifically in that topic. It, it, and what I'm doing here, of course, is I'm saying if what happened 
in in respect to the 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 Rendlesham Forest incident, if what happened it happened as best as they're describing it, then maybe this is what it was. If it was more human, because of course Orford Ness is right. Is that am I saying that Orford Ness and Cobra Mist, all that other stuff happening right in that area before, and people seeing weird stuff there. There's there, there's there is other stuff to suggest maybe it was human. Although I don't know. And of course, again, I have had super weird metaphysical metaphysical experiences and like meditative states and stuff. So maybe, just maybe, that there was something rather weird or paranormal happening. And um and uh and that's just their interpretation of it rather than well, I don't know. I uh, regression to me is a scary thing to go over when it, when we start to say that through regression this has been proven or something and that is a tough topic to get into i don't know what to think about that anyways i, I i'll shut up i don't know what the hell i'm going with this i can't wait to get him on there um i would i can't wait to get uh burrows on because one i've just i've i've known the name and the story since i was a child so have you probably a lot of us have heard that famous tape or 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 you know read some sort of paranormal ufo magazine or something or, or article that 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 really 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 did a good job in making you feel like at one point there was a bunch of airmen in the woods or a bunch of really strange shit was happening to some degree you know, and and it was weird and creepy and mysterious scary strange ambiguous it it led to people being investigated by strange characters that are that have credentials and links to intelligence agencies and and uh rightfully so they were able to say a guy that's like in the cia keeps asking me for like he wants me to like you know get my blood or something oh what the hell is this shit and like you know and that's fine to say uh, that is strange maybe something really did happen maybe aliens really did blast this guy with something maybe ai is the alien Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maybe U.S. technology being tested or being used or trialed in an area where they need it the most. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, but the Soviets have a, a little route that can go right to the U.K. I'm not sure if you all know about this place. Um, there's this body of water that kind of connects all of North America and the islands up north and all the way over to the UK, all, you know, that's aware. I'm, I've never looked at a map before, but so, it, you know, all along the East coast of the UK, you see pretty incredible defensive technologies being, uh, put forth. And that happened nonstop since world war two. So or at least, at least, at least some um look at the 
look what happened with uh with old uh drone war take one world war ii the bombing of london and other towns oh i'm sorry rob says what are you doing for christmas i think i will be uh taking my dog and arming it up with a sled and all types of stuff and going into the nearest town and stealing all their trees and burning them um thank you uh bacon cheeseburger i might get a cheeseburger today i'm starving i just made 20 bucks Who knows? i'll get it in three months but i appreciate it steve so i might get a cheeseburger today um but uh thank you very much uh lord Ludacris, for that for being there last night and everyone else who showed up last night to the onyx network i really appreciate uh you being there because you know a lot of people are they they they, they have their own taste and their own you only have a certain amount of time in the day you know to watch and listen to shows. I admit it all the time. Sometimes I'll catch 20 minutes of a show with someone. I won't get it for very long. And I know it's a lot to ask you to then show up and listen again or listen uh, to my rambling ass on another network or something. So I really appreciate you showing up there and being there for us. Um, you can see the influx of people last night. That was great. Thank you. The numbers show it. We're growing over there. Um, and so thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I really hope you keep coming back because I will, uh, I say really a lot and it's redundant. Or very twice. What am I from Cuba? I had a Cuban friend that literally said very like eight times in a row when he was talking about things we we're fishing together. You know, he said very, 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 very. very. All right, um, Recon, Recon. <laughs> I'm talking about. Let's look at tweet of the week. Can we do that together real fast before we go? We got seven minutes left, six and a half minutes left here. Let's look at tweet of the week. That's right, Recon. Tweet of the week. What is tweet of the week? Is this a new feature over at Strange Recon? Or should I not do this because I'm not trying to start shit on, on Twitter anymore? I don't know. Um... <laughs> All right, Recon, you tell me. Does this make tweet of the week? Tweet of the week. Am I... Am I the only one that remembers when tweeting used to mean stabbing a hooker? No, okay. I'm sorry. Norm, take it easy. Get out of me. Norm was in my head there for a second. Keeps taking me over like that. All right, anyone. I'm sorry. Uh, here we go. Let's look at this real fast. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Oh, I spelled that right to the <laughs> cold heart riding the UFO wave. Right to the reef. All right. UFO wave to right to the week. That's because I'm you know completely broken brain. But let's look up this guy Larry's uh, tweet here. Let's let's just look at it real quick. Larry's tweet. Everyone on the audio side, I can't see Larry's tweet. Larry has his own channel. Um, Larry's Larry's not the most polite individual. Anyways, but why the U.S. Air Force won't talk religion again? Damn you, religion! Ross Coltart sources tell him the Air Force culture is Christian evangelical and will not <laughs> and will not be promoted unless you are one too. They see this as demonic religion. It's perverting the truth. I blame their leadership. There's a lot to take in here. Yes, I think there are a lot of decisions made based off of faith and one's religion. 
and subjectivity doesn't just occur to those who believe in a god i'm not sure if you're aware but we're all just rearranging our preconceived fill in the blanks all the time and justifying them in a new way every single day even though they very much are something that even if we read it likely you weren't there in the lab or likely you weren't there anyways but all right, I'll shut up. Uh, Larry says, uh, why the Air Force won't talk? Religion again. What do you know? Ross Coltart, sources tell him the Air Force saying it's demonic. Now, I think Ross Coltart it has a problem. And it's, I made a joke earlier. Uh, joke earlier. Reference to the water boy with Adam saying, but mama said, mama said, because Ross Coltart can't stop saying, I've been told, I've been told, I've been told. He says it over and over and over. I've been told this, I've been told that. It's like, it's like, I've never seen so blatant attempt to just kind of establish himself like he's covered all these topics when really it's just a guy using his credentials, echoing old stories in a way as if like, you know, the, this this deathbed confession. Oh, yeah. You ready? I'm going to confess to you uh, about the truth about aliens. Here we go. Ready? You know, Project Blue Book, that was all a front. Aliens are real. They're all here. And everything that ever you've ever been told is real. All right. Ross Coltar bases his entire thing off whatever anyone says. And we have come to dislike that about ufology. This guy will easily just echo out something. I've said the joke on the show before for, for now a year, right? I've been told that there is my, my, my sources, a crash outside of Roswell. <laughs> it's like this guy does not know how ridiculous. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this is the first time. It's got to be stopped. I don't want to stop it. I'm not a. I'm not a smart person. This is the first time in history where you don't find your market. You make it. You don't go around finding the. You literally just chisel away. You purposely say things that you know any critical person's gonna get there. It's gonna bounce off like some sort of magical magical force field. You're not raising awareness and credibility. Are you? What are you serious? Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, okay, so <laughs> anyways, we're gonna have happy thoughts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I uh, I personally think this guy is uh, is uh, just absolutely not a, he's not above redemption. He can certainly redeem himself, right? He can redeem himself. He can. He could be far more powerful of a tool to anything that I or anyone else could be. Um, but um, but you know what? Just saying things that we've been told that have no real basis on anything other than what just people are saying. People that are mad they can't get their way. I don't know if I trust that, and I think Ross Coltart knows that. Also, though, I would like to say things. I mean, like I, I just simply don't know. Um, in defense of Colt Hart's initial claims of of like the 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 English family, uh, the English royal family, and and, and uh, child predators or whatever it was, and and on the sixty minute special that that he claimed was some breakthrough stuff, the sources were rather shit. 
obviously we've seen from that news whatever investigation out of australia but what i what i will say is though that we have seen this is what drives conspiracy people wild because there is corruption via that topic or over that topic we know that we saw that news correspondents in the united states came out and said that the royal family came to them and said if you want to film our our, our that wedding if you want to be there to interview them then you will not talk about the fact that our family was hanging out with epstein they said that the United, the one thing the U.S. news did, I guess, is good, is they admitted that, but they did admit it six months late. Now, I'm not at all trying to relate the claims of Coltar, the weird, you know, um, marsupial-looking hybrid, um, but I will say that it does, you know, there is stuff that fuels the conspiracy that is legitimate. So I don't want to say that nothing about any of those claims were were true because they were able to be debunked and whatever. I get real concerned when I base. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to say because I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut job because then you're going to instantly say you need to back up what you're saying, whatever. I just I get real concerned when people say that there's no uh, there's no evidence of any of that stuff that Coltart claimed because uh, mm, that's not necessarily true. There is evidence of it. And it came out way too late over a fucking wedding. The U.S. News wanted to film a wedding between the royal family and the wedding. And the royal family said, we, if you want to be there to film our relative's wedding, never talk about these stories. And they waited till after the wedding was over and they waited till after filming them. And then they all admitted, hey, guess what? We did. But having said that, that doesn't mean that Coltart was right by doing that. I don't know. that he was. It, it, it seems like his research is 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 weaker than someone who has like 5000 views on or 5000 subscribers on YouTube which is concerning is it not someone who has like 5000 views on or subscribers on YouTube climbing but not like not like climbing like on a 45 degree uh, but climbing has has better research skills and investigative journalism skills than Ross Coltart who should be using his position um first off as a white man he shouldn't even be fucking talking no i'm just, that was a tim dillon joke and i apologize um but uh uh but uh, he 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 definitely um he definitely should be using that position to be to be putting out better information more quality data points from those from those uh sources rather than just this super sensational sell you the headline it's like I, i'm just interested in selling you the headline i mean i'm telling you right now like i've sat in an, in, an, in, an, in an as an intern in a newsroom as someone would say this ready <laughs> what did the guy say to me uh, cat eats dog ain't good enough we need dog we need human eats both <laughs> Like, dude, the news is fucking pathetic. It's such a joke, uh, but that's literally what he would say in a in a major New York newsroom, way up on, let's just say it's a number followed by a uh, the word rock. Uh, dog, cat eats dog ain't good enough. We need human eats both. All right, ladies, I gotta get out of here. Jimmy Seville. <laughs> Jeez, that's how norm used to say it. and then then i almost said quit giving him a better name it's savile or something like that i don't know how it goes
Um, at least Ross doesn't troll Twitter with passive aggressive BS like his friend Gary. Um, I guess that's true. I just I'm ultimately I just ultimately don't think that it's it, that that is should be celebrated. I think it should be shunned right away. Instead, it's like, well, hold on, let's give him another chance. Let's give him another chance. Let's give him another chance. Um, yeah, Nolan blocked me for asking him. Please, can you please tell us why this is wrong? Because I don't get it. Like, I, you know, what's with all the fighting and, and weird memes of, of like men having gay sex with each other? Why not we just talk about why this thing is wrong? Because Gary Nolan did in fact share Brokeback Mountain memes, and he was like, "I'm gay. I I can do this. Why don't you just say why it's wrong?" Instead of saying people have crushes on you, instead of that's literally what this Stanford professor said on Twitter. These people are in love with me. It's broke back mountain. No, you're fucking saying that people are, can talk to aliens through their brain and, and, and pilots that got close to these things. Uh, what, but uh, whatever. I'm not a recon. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please look for things how they appear to be, or how they actually are versus they appear to be. Um, I, I'm lost on it all. You know, I don't trust any of these folks. If they don't, if they don't come in here and first off say that we have no idea what's going on, and secondly say this is what we know so far, showing you everything, you already know you got to be worried there. If it's credentials, 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 ball shavings, metal ball bearings from space, from Mars or whatever. Oh boy, recon, keep it weird, and uh, you know, keep your brown eye open. gentlemen a man in california was arrested for taking his underwear off in public when the police inter <laughs> investigated him he said i wanted to work for the debrief all right that was i'm sorry hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.